Hi, everybody. It's John Dickerson. Welcome or welcome back to the Connection Point podcast. At the end of this episode, I'd encourage you to take a moment and check out cp.news on your web browser. Connection Point is a church that is fully online, and you can follow Jesus one day at a time from anywhere in the world with us. Well, I pray this message inspires you and challenges you today to take your next step in your faith journey. Enjoy. Welcome. Uh, we are so glad that you're here. Happy New Year almost. So close. How many of you are ready to get this whole 2023 behind you? Yeah. Awesome. I could, uh, the last six weeks we've been sick basically nonstop. So I would like to see December go entirely. I think it's been more than six weeks. I think so too. I think it's been since like June. Yeah, I think, I think it's been nonstop sickness. But um, what's bringing joy to my heart today is uh, this is my son, Braddock. And uh, he's... Hello. Hey, guys. He is uh, 17, senior at Brownsburg High. And this is like a bucket list thing for me because I get too. to... Uh, yeah. I get to tag team teach with my boy. And so it's just the coolest privilege ever. But um, because this is a little bit different service, family service, all of us in here together wanted to do something uh, a little bit different as we start that will include all of us, but the adults first. Okay? So adults, you first. On the count of three, I want to hear you yell the name Jesus as loud as you can. Adults only. Adults first. Okay? On the count of three, are you with me, adults? Are you ready? Let's, let's show them that there's still some vibrancy, even though you're old. Okay? <laughs> so, on the count of three. Here we go. Jesus on three. One, two, three. Jesus! Oh, see, that's good. That's see, good. I, Deal I, with that's that. A, that's all right. Deal with but that. I think, I, think, I think the kids can do a little bit better. So, if you're a kid or you still feel like a kid... <laughs> Same thing. On the count of three, we're going to name, name, yell the name Jesus as loud as we can. I'm not going to because I don't want to break any eardrums, but you guys can. All right. One. Here we go. Two. Three. Jesus! Yes. There we go. I think, I don't know. I think the kids have you beat. That's what I call childlike faith right there. They obviously, obviously know who Jesus is. That is it. That is it. (laughs) Well, you guys, this is one of those amazing things because we are here because of Jesus. We are here for Jesus. This church is centered around the person and the work of Jesus Christ. We're here to worship him today. We're here to be encouraged by him today. And uh, we want to just live our lives for him. That's going to be the case for all of 2024 and beyond. And uh, so we're just never giving up on Jesus. I hope that's okay with you. And uh, we're going to We're going to sing to him a little bit later, but we're going to dive into his word today. Um, Spend a little bit of time being encouraged from the word of God. And we want to talk about the power of words. Yeah. Our words have power. They have a lot of power. And in Proverbs, it tells us that the tongue holds the power of life and death. And that's totally the case. 
There's been some things that you have said that have slipped out of the mouth or that have been purposely spoken over someone or to someone, and they've been really, really hurtful and harmful. You've also had the opposite happen, or you've experienced the opposite, or you've done the opposite. You've said something and spoken some things that have been the exact right thing at the right time, and it's been so healing and so comforting to person uh, that you were talking to right when they needed it. There's tremendous power in our words. You guys, you've heard the saying before, right? Sticks and stones may break my bones, but names will never hurt me. You guys, yeah, that's That's trash. That is such garbage. That is one of those lies that we have swallowed hook, line, and sinker. The reality is, is that our words can really cut to the heart of people, right? 100%. Cut right to the heart. I mean, just think about, I don't think anybody in this room can name the last five times they had to use a Band-Aid, but you can name the last probably 15 times that somebody has used their words to cut you down. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And Luke, Luke chapter 6 says that words flow from the heart. Yep. And so we know that sticks and stones will break your bones if you hit them hard enough, but words can really tear at a person's soul. Yeah. They can tear at the spirit that God has gifted you with. So we know that the physical deals with the physical, but the words deal with the emotional, the spiritual, and that's so much more damaging. Yeah, if, if words are kind of a reflection of what's going on in your heart, then the opposite can happen too. When we speak words of life and encouragement and hope and blessing, they have a way of making it through our ears and down to our heart to be an encouragement and kind of an antidote to go to work on our hearts. And so, so if you're a kid, don't take for granted how powerful your words are, whether it's with your brothers and sisters or it's with your friends at school Um, In marriages, your words mean a tremendous amount that we speak to each other. In your families, in your workplaces, our words have tremendous value, and that's what we're going to talk about today. In fact, if you have your Bible, I'd love for you to take a look at Ephesians and go to chapter 4. If you have your Bible, open it up, Ephesians chapter 4. It's near the end of your Bible if you're not real familiar probably quicker, go to the back of your Bible, work to the left, you'll find this book of Ephesians. And and the first part of this letter in God's word is all about the gospel and the person and the work of Jesus and what he's done for us. The second half of this letter begins to unpack how the love of Jesus and the person of Jesus start to make their way out of the life of a Christian, how they change and shape the way that we talk, the way that we interact, the way that we interact in families, uh, and and in the way that we speak. In Ephesians chapter 4, verse 29, here's a good guardrail for our conversation today. It says, do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. That's quite the guideline. Easier said than done, right? 
Don't let any unwholesome talk, no, no, no hurtful talk, um, no, no coarse joking, no, no language that's disgusting, no, no, no words and comments that are a, a weapon that can really pierce somebody's hearts. The, the, the word of God is telling you and I with our words to say, stop it with the junk. Stop it with speaking ill, speaking death, speaking discouragement. And instead, when you do choose to speak, when, when you do have words coming out of your mouth, have them be the, the, the very words that God would be speaking were he there in the room, were he there across the coffee table, were he there in the classroom or at home, if he was sitting there, this is something that Jesus would be caught saying. And if he would be caught saying it, then you and I are okay to say it. Now, that's quite the bar. The ends with saying that, that our words then would benefit those who listen. And so the structure, the structure, you guys, to this verse is don't let unwholesome talk come out of your Rather, when you speak, speak in such a way that it would build people up. And then the result is it's going to be a benefit or a blessing. That, that's the structure. Rid our words of the toxic. Rid our words of that which is hurtful. And then carefully craft the words that do come out of your mouth. And the result will be life. The result will be a blessing. The result will be healing. The result will be intimacy. The result will be comfort rather than death and destruction and separation. That's, that's the power of, of the words, right? So pufferfish. <laughs> puffer, puffer yeah, pufferfish. You know, the ones that's like round and they got the little spikes everywhere. You know, if, if you touch a pufferfish, it hurts, just in case nobody's tried that before. Um, but it hurts because they're, they're li- the little spikes, they have poison in them. And just like every other type of strange animal, it's a delicacy in some places. <laughs> but if you eat this puffer fish and it's prepared incorrectly, you're going to be a dead customer. I, I, I don't know. What, it's, the poison has to be extracted by a pufferfish certified chef so that you do not die while eating this food. You have to get this poison out of this fish so that no harm can come from it. But if you prepare it right, you know, it's just another meal. Wow. Let me translate. (laughs) The Lord would have us, with regard to our words, remove the poison out of the language that we speak. And instead, carefully prepare a meal with our words that would lead to life. That, that's, that's God's heart for your words. And that's God's heart for my words, if we'll let him take ownership of it. I mean, that's exactly what I just said. But if you want to <laughs> repeat it, that's, that's cool. Um, just aside, do you know who was the master at this? 
This guy, he didn't necessarily ever have to extract the poison out of his words, but he was always so good at having the best words. It was Jesus. Jesus, whenever he spoke, he always had the best words. And the best words aren't only the right ones, but they're also good. They were always good words, which makes sense because Jesus is the word in the flesh. So he's got a bit of an advantage there. But if you want to take out your Bible and flip a couple pages back to John chapter 1, we're going to read verse 1, and it says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Some of you are probably pretty familiar with that verse. If you Go down, skip down to verse 14, then it says, The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us, Jesus. And we have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son, capital S, who came from the Father, capital F, full of grace and truth. The word became flesh and he was full of grace and truth. So as we, maybe it's going to be a resolution for some of you this year to have more Christ-like words. So an encouragement I have for you guys in that is allow the living word to shape our words. And that begs the question, what if we use our words for only grace and truth. Also easier said than done. Very much so. <laughs> Way easier said than done. This is going to be, I'm talking about it up here, but this is more helpful for me than any of you, I bet. <laughs> like, I, this is, I need to work on my words and how I use them so they're not a knife to other people. I don't want to be the incorrectly prepared puffer fish. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It makes me think of a story, um, or more of a season. Last year, it was the spring-ish of last year, and it was a really rough season. We had just moved here. It was tough trying to get plugged in. It was really tough trying to find the right people to be around. I was just in a poor social spot, poor mental spot. Moving in the middle of high school. Moving in the middle of high school. Not easy. Not easy. Um, but it, it was just a rough, rough, rough season. And I needed words of grace and truth because all I had been seeing was just this struggle of getting plugged in and finding my place. And I really lost God's vision of me. But then came my birthday and you reached out to a couple of my friends, but one in particular, my friend Josh, he wrote me this letter, um, which I still have, and I'm going to read some of it for you guys. Brad is a natural-born teacher and leader, and I'm happy I can say he was able to teach and lead me to a better way of honoring God through my life. Brad has been sharpening me since we were little, and I hope I did the same for him at least a little bit. Happy birthday, brother. Those words 
were nothing but grace and truth. And I'm not 100% on the truth part because I remember hanging out with Josh. We were not saints. <laughs> but those words were a reminder of the vision that God has of us. And I needed those words without realizing that I needed those words. Mm-hmm. And it really just, it kept me going. It, it made such an impact on my spiritual side, and it was just, God gave Josh those words. God blessed those words and gave them to Josh, and Josh gave them to me, and they blessed me deeply. And I'm still talking about it a year and some later. And I think that's the gift of, of our words, is that, that blessing of knowing there's the possibility of times where we could have, we, we could be the conduit through which God is expressing his grace and his truth. And, and I think that's the key. We look to Jesus as our model and our example. He always knew the right thing to say, the right time. He, he knew when to speak up. He knew when to call people out on some things. And yet when he called people out on things, he still did it in a loving manner. He was masterful at that. Um, he also knew when to, to hold his tongue. And where other people only had harsh things to say, um, he would extend grace. And, and so the both and of our words being both grace and truth are really such the, the key for us. And, and so the grace part's kind of easy. We can give grace like Jesus by using uh, kind words using compassionate words, using gentle words, uh, being quick to forgive, being quick to say sorry, saying things like, I love you, out loud. I'm proud of you, out loud. Thank you, out loud. I believe in you, out loud. I'm just such a firm believer that we shouldn't have to guess the, 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 the people around you shouldn't have to guess what you're thinking or what you're feeling. And to speak it gives the Lord the opportunity to, to translate those words into something that their heart needs in that moment. Kids, you have no idea. If you compliment your brother or sister, you compliment a friend or you compliment your parent, you have no clue what that does in the heart of a parent or a sibling or a friend. It works the same when we do it with our, our spouses. Sometimes we need to speak the kindness, speak the, speak the grace before we feel like it so that it actually leads to grace because our words lead us, they take us in the place that then our heart, heart will go. But the more generous we are at being encouragers, that, that's what Christian people should be, right? The most encouraging people ever I'm blessed by it. You know, every single Sunday that I'm up teaching, just about without a doubt, the very first text I receive any Sunday I'm speaking is from Pastor John. And it's always encouragement. He's a prolific writer. And even when he texts, you have to scroll for like 20 minutes down, (laughs) down, down. 
but it's just the blessing of encouragement, just friend to friend, brother to brother, and he happens to be my pastor. And it's such a gift to me. And so we can extend grace like that to each other, in our family, in the people that are around our day to day. We can also then <coughs> give truth like Jesus. And, and, and truth, truth, we got to couple it again with speaking the truth in love. Uh, couple truth with grace so that we don't use truth as just a way to be right or truth to bludgeon people with the truth, um, but still temper it with grace and say it in love. And so of all the different truthful things that we could say, what if we just started being really good at speaking the truth to the people around us about how God sees them? What if we were just really good? You know, because we've all had the day where we wake up and we don't feel good about ourselves, or, or we're, we're, we're forgetful about who we are in Christ and the enemy's voice, his words, the culture's words are so loud and so vile and so disgusting. And so to have God break through with his truth to combat the lies of what the culture said or someone else has said or the enemy has said, that's such a gift. When someone speaks the truth about who you really are, not how you feel, not what you're thinking or what somebody else has said, but rather when someone speaks the truth about what God says about you, we should be generous like that. We've got a Nana like that. We've got a mom like that that are really good at seeing what's really true and then making sure we are reminded of what's really true about us. And just to remind you about the reminders of others reminding you how God sees you, here are some ways that God sees you. He sees you as his friend. You're loved by him. You're set apart, coupled with you're his masterpiece. Guys, we're not copy-pasted. We're not printed out. We are heavenly craftsmanship, knit together by the same God who created the pufferfish, who created the entire universe. God handpicked every single part of you, puts you together and said, yep, that's how I want you to be. You're forgiven, and you're free. We don't have to sin anymore. Jesus Christ died on the cross for us so that we may not live in our sin and go to hell, but he died for us so that we could be forgiven and we could be in heaven with him someday. That's how God sees you. Good. And being generous, I hope that that can be life-giving words spoken over you, reminders, perhaps. Um, but then these are also good ones to keep on a short list that you speak freely uh, to, to the loved ones in your life. And so as we wrap up, we wanted to give you just a little bit of an opportunity to practice some of this um, with, with some people uh, around you just for like 45 seconds, 60 seconds. Um, 
I would love for you to speak some words of life and encouragement and by completing this sentence, I really like the way you blank. That's it. You came in with somebody, family, a friend, be thinking about them while I'm rambling on and stalling for you. <laughs> There's something that you really like about them. Speak it. It might be the way that they cook. It might be how generous they are. It, it might be the way that they provide. It might be how funny they are. I don't know what it is, but I really like the way you speak that over your friend or your family. Maybe you came in here today and you're solo. You didn't come in with anybody, but you see somebody that you know. Well, go make your way over to them and complete the sentence, I really like the way you. Or if it's not possible, then via text message today, send that message to your friend or your family member. I really like the way you blank and then fill it in or make an appointment for coffee sometime this week just for the purposes of speaking to some life and, and saying, I, I want to appreciate you and, and I want to be specific about how I appreciate you that God might use those words in a powerful way. Maybe if you're online, you got some people that are watching together with you, then you can speak those words to whoever you're with watching online right now. If you're not with anybody, then same for you. You can send that text message or an email or make a phone call of encouragement as you have the time to do so today. So did I stall long enough? <laughs> you got enough time? All right, we're gonna give you just 30 seconds to a minute. I really like the way you blank. Turn to somebody and speak those words of life. Take just a moment. Go for it. Well, folks, continue those conversations, continue those words. This doesn't have to be reserved for just when we're gathered or they can go on the rest of today, the rest of the week. Lord willing, this would just kind of be the pervasive sense of how 2024 feels, where God gets a hold of our words. We're allowing the living word to shape our words for his glory. Here's what we're going to do. I, I, I prepare just a little bit of a prayer that I wrote out here that I would like to pray over you and yours as a blessing. And then we're going to sing a little bit. 
and then you guys are going to be out of here. Can you believe it? In a very short amount of time. Kids, like this is almost over. But there's a blessing that one kid's like, oh, thank you. But this is a blessing. It's a blessing to be here with you all. It's a blessing to look out over the faces of the people, these brothers and sisters in Christ that are all here. And so many of you that you have just been a tangible touch of kindness through your words of grace and truth to me and my family since we've been here. We had Tim and Jackie move all the way from Arizona and they're constant, just generous in every way possible with their words. Such a blessing. Mike, the way that you talk to me and get specific with me of the encouragement and you got a way of just kind of looking me right in the eye when we're out there in the lobby and speaking life in ways that I don't know that you even knew about. Paige, just a real sweet, sweetheart. We're glad that you're a part of our extended family. And the words that you speak are just always so sweet. Daryl and Ann, what a treasure God knew we needed. Jesus was skin through friends like you. Such a gift. The words and the presence from people like you. And all throughout this family, might not be here with your actual family, but this is our church family. We're brothers and sisters in Christ. And so to that end, I would love if you would stand where you are, if you're able, and maybe just receive these words as a blessing today as we pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, thank you for loving us so well. Thank you for the kids here today. Thank you for the adults, the young ones, the middle-aged ones, the seniors, the grandparents, the guardians, those with kids and those without. Thank you for those who are here by themselves today. Please capture all of our hearts with your love and help us love each other the same way you've loved us. In 2024, help us love you with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength. Draw our families closer to you. Show us more and more about yourself. Let us see our need for you. I pray that our kids, our parents, our friends, and our extended family would seek you above all else. We humbly ask for your blessing on our families and our church family. And Lord Jesus, may we extend the grace and truth that you have displayed to each other at home and to our world. It's in your precious and powerful name we pray. Amen. Amen. 
Well, if today's episode encouraged you or helped you in any way, we would invite you to keep following Jesus with us. We send out a daily video text devotional. You can receive that and you can learn how to gather with us online or in person for our weekend services. All of that is available over at cp.news. That's the letter C, the letter P.news on your phone or desktop or tablet browser. Thanks again for joining us and please join me again next week for the Connection Point Podcast.